Hello and welcome to episode 421 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Wednesday, January the 25th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Wednesday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain deliverance from hell. My most beloved lady, I thank thee for having delivered me from hell as many times as I have deserved it by my sins. Miserable creature that I was, I was once condemned to that prison, and perhaps already after the first sin, the sentence would have been put into execution if thou, in thy compassion, hadst not helped me. Thou, without even being asked by me, and only in thy goodness, didst restrain divine justice, and then conquering my obduracy, thou didst draw me to have confidence in thee. Oh, and to how many other sins should I have afterwards fallen, in the dangers in which I have been, thou hadst Hadst not thou, my loving mother, preserved me by the graces which thou didst obtain for me? Ah, my queen, continue to guard me from hell. For what will thy mercy and the favors which thou hast shown me avail me if I am lost? If I did not always love thee, now at least, after God, I love thee above all things. Never allow me to turn my back on thee and on God, who by thy means has granted me so many graces. My most amiable lady, never allow me to have the misfortune to hate thee and curse thee for all eternity in hell. Wilt thou endure to see a servant of thine who loves thee lost? O Mary, what sayest thou? I shall be lost if I abandon thee, but who can ever more have the heart to leave thee? How can I ever forget the love that thou hast borne me? My lady, since thou hast done so much to save me, complete the work, continue thy aid. Wilt thou help me? But what do I say? If at a time when I live forgetful of thee, thou didst favor me so much, how much more may I not hope for now that I love thee and recommend myself to thee? No, he can never be lost who recommends himself to thee. He alone is lost who has not recourse to thee. Ah, my mother, leave me not in my own hands, for I should then be lost. Grant that I may always have recourse to thee. Save me, my hope, save me from hell. But in the first place, save me from sin, which alone can condemn me to it. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart. O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. We are continuing, my friends, to check out the website Sister Lucy Truth, located at sisterlucytruth.org. And we've begun to see some evidence. I would say it's overwhelming and convincing that there was a fake Sister Lucy, an imposter Sister Lucy, who began in 1967 at the 50th anniversary celebration of the Blessed Mother's apparitions of Fatima. Uh, in 1917, the 50th anniversary, of course, being 1967, her appearances with Pope Paul VI, that it was not the actual Sister Lucy. This brings up so many questions, such as what happened to the actual Sister Lucy? Did she die of natural causes? Was she murdered? We don't know these things, but there are people who do, or there were people who did. Perhaps they have left this planet as well. We need to get the bot to the bottom of this. 
excuse me, we need to get to the bottom of this. It is extremely important. So we're looking at the various evidence, the medical experts have weighed in, and now we're going to take a look at the Breivik Super Recognizer Analysis. Dragica Breovich. Ms. Dragica Breovich is a facial super recognizer. She is currently involved in the cutting edge research on super recognizers conducted by Dr. David White at UNSW, University of New South Wales, Sydney. What is a super recognizer? According to the British Journal of Psychology, super recognizers are individuals who are extremely proficient at processing facial identity. The Psychonomic Bulletin and Review states, the discovery of super recognizers demonstrates that people can not only be much worse than average at face recognition, but also much better than average. Report findings. Ms. Breivik was also given a set of photographs depicting the two sister Lucys, but was not told which corresponded to which. She was asked to identify how many people were in the photographs using her super recognizer abilities. Based on her analysis, she sorted the photos into pictures of the young sister Lucy, the pre-1967 sister Lucy, the 1967 sister Lucy, and the elderly sister Lucy. She further concluded that the young and pre-1967 sister Lucy were the same person, while the 1967 and elderly sister Lucy were a different person. Lastly, she was given two videos of the elderly sister Lucy and stated that this woman was different than the pre-1967 Sister Lucy depicted in the photos provided. Rather, it was the same person as the 1967 Sister Lucy. Conclusions. Here, we have facial analysis by someone who has been scientifically demonstrated to possess higher-than-average facial recognition abilities, which are, not required through which are not acquired through training. She, like all the other experts consulted, also confirms that there are two separate individuals depicted in the photographic records. We also have the iProbe facial recognition report. The iProbe lab and Dr. Aaron Ross. The iProbe lab is based at Michigan State University and is headed by Dr. Aaron Ross. Dr. Ross is an established leader in biometrics and biometric recognition, which is the science of identification based on body measure measurements and characteristics. Using a thumbprint as an identifier is an example of biometrics. Dr. Ross has co-authored the standard textbook, Introduction to Biometrics, as well as two other handbooks on biometrics. The iProbe Lab has state-of-the-art facial recognition and biometric software. Sister Lucy Truth submitted photos of the two Sister Lucys for analysis. Report findings. A preliminary, a preliminary Classification. Number one, the young Sister Lucy is subject A. Number two, the adult pre-1967 Sister Lucy is subject B. Number three, the 1967 Sister Lucy is subject C. Number four, the elderly Sister Lucy is subject D. If our hypothesis is correct, then subjects A and B are the real Sister Lucy, while subjects C and D are the imposter. The computer found that subject A and B are moderately likely to be the same individual. 
subjects C and D are very likely to be the same individual. This is notable because the results of the box plot and histogram are almost as high as one could get in identifying a match. Subject B and D are likely different individuals. Here we should point out what the report states. The large majority of the scores appear below 0.5, which indicates that the individuals analyzed are different rather than the same. Also, it is important to note that this report has already confirmed that there were two separate individuals. Interestingly, the computer was not able to establish a difference between subject B, adult pre-1967 Sister Lucy, and C, 1967 Sister Lucy. This perhaps raises a question about the identity of the 1967 Sister Lucy. Logically, however, there should be no problem. The computer recognizes that the pre-1967 Sister Lucy's are one individual. The post-1967 Sister Lucy's are also one individual. It also recognizes that the real Sister Lucy is different than the elderly Sister Lucy. Logically, it follows that the real Sister Lucy must be different than the 1967 Sister Lucy. Thus, the ability to work logically through the evidence still vindicates our hypothesis. The problems in the computer's analysis may consist in the quality and number of photographs used. Conclusions. The report still supports the thesis that we are dealing with two individuals, one before 1967 and one after. When combined with the other reports and pieces of evidence, the iProbe report adds more support to the overall reasonableness of our hypothesis. There are two Sister Lucys. We'll continue with the Anometrics Facial Analysis Report. Anometrics. Anometrics is a leading developer in advanced facial recognition technology for the military intelligence and law enforcement. For the Sister Lucy Truth Analysis, Anometrics used their program Forensica GPS to process the images. After the Boston Marathon bombing, Forensica GPS was successfully able to analyze low-resolution camera stills of the bombers and identify them when the software used by the investigators failed to do so. Report findings. For this report, only photos of the adult pre-1960 Sister Lucy and the 1967 Sister Lucy were submitted for analysis. Facial analysis strongly suggests that subject A and subject B are photographs from two different individuals. Hence, whereas the iProbe analysis was not able to distinguish between the two, the anametrics analysis strongly suggests they are different. Specifically, nose length and philtrum length differ, which agree with the findings of Lois Gibson, the forensic artist. The eyebrow shapes are significantly different enough for the software to consider the Sister Lucy's as two different individuals. Lastly, the report also notes the different shapes of the two Sister Lucy's mouths. Conclusions. The Anometrics report notes that its software does not use algorithms to account for age. However, as we have seen from other reports, the specific differences in appearance between the two Sister Lucy's are overwhelmingly elements that cannot be accounted for by the aging process or dental work. Both the Anometrics and iProbe labs are well-established leaders in their field. Like the iProbe analysis, the Anometrics report is one more independent study that supports the hypothesis of two Sister Lucy's. Handwriting analysis is next. Bart Baggett, 
Bart Baggett is a forensic document examiner and skilled authority in handwriting identification. He has examined over 14,000 documents for over 880 cases and is a court-qualified expert witness in the field of question documents. Report findings. Mr. Baggett was given handwriting samples known to be written by the pre-1950 Sister Lucy, specifically photographs and scans of letters and excerpts from her memoirs dated between May 1941 and December 1955. He was also given signature samples from documents dating between 1927 to 1955. Baggett extensively compared these known writing samples with question documents, specifically, number one, the 2000 text of the Third Secret released by the Vatican. Number two, a letter written to Dr. Alcino Magales, Sister Lucy's former dentist, dated December 27th, 1969. Number three, excerpts from an unpublished post-1967 manuscript by, quote, Sister Lucy called Omeu Camino, or in English, My Way, or My Pathway. Number four, a copy of a letter to Father Umberto Pasquale, dated April 13, 1980. Number five, a copy of signatures from, quote, Sister Lucy's memoirs, dated 1967 and 1969. Baggett found that all post-1960 writing samples submitted were by another hand than the pre-1960 writings. He gives an extensive analysis comparing letter formation, the angle of slants, etc., his analysis includes a consideration of the pens used, as well as common characteristics of native Portuguese writing from the time period. More than this, he found that all the post-1960 writings are internally consistent, meaning they were written by the same hand. The findings of the handwriting analysis conclusively demonstrate that the same, quote, Sister Lucy was writing between 1967 and 1980 at least the analysis of the Third Secret text. The analysis that Baggett conducts on the Third Secret, however, is astounding. He finds that the handwriting is consistent with the samples of Sister Lucy's handwriting from the 1940s, specifically from the Third Memoir, wherein the First and Second Secrets are written. This suggests that the released Third Secret is an authentic text written in the real Sister Lucy's hand. Many problems still remain specifically the matter of interpretation. The first two secrets have an explanation from Sister Lucy herself, but the third secret does not. It is only explained by Cardinals Sodano, Bertone, and Ratzinger, with whom, quote, Sister Lucy reportedly agreed. This opens up the possibility of Antonio Soshi's fourth secret of Fatima hypothesis. However, it's not the purpose of this presentation to draw poss possible theological conclusions. We're simply reporting the evidence. Conclusions. Putting aside the matter of the third secret text, we know from handwriting analysis that the post-1960 writings are definitely by a different hand than the pre-1960 Sister Lucy. What is the most reasonable explanation for this difference, except that there was another person posing as Sister Lucy? Conclusion. The undeniable conclusion of these findings. All of these reports and analyses agree. There are at least two individuals, one certainly before and after 1967. All of these reports were conducted by experts and leaders in their respective fields 
whose professional reputations are on the line. If the theory of two individuals were so forced or absurd, one would expect there to be a great divergence in the reports, but instead we find nearly complete agreement. Not only that, but as we pointed out, several experts independently pointed out the same differences between the two sister Lucys. Aging and dental work cannot account for all differences of appearance. We have further proof of the objectivity of these reports since we also received results that were unexpected. Number one, the iProbe report was not entirely consistent even though the logic and overall findings support the existence of two sister Lucys. Number two, the handwriting analysis found the Vatican text of the third secret to be consistent with Sister Lucy's handwriting from the 1940s. Despite all the logistical concerns regarding the replacement of the real Sister Lucy with an imposter, how, when, and by whom precisely this switch was conducted, how the cover-up was maintained, and why, this closest, and why those closest to Sister Lucy remained silent after the replacement, what remains undeniable at this point is the scientific evidence and the testimony of multiple medical experts that there were two Sister Lucys. Every other difficulty may remain shrouded in mystery, but the evidence speaks for itself and cannot be reasonably explained away by the idea that there was, there, that there was always only one Sister Lucy. In short, from this point forward, we must accept that there were at least two individuals, and the results of our findings are exactly what one would expect if the most reasonable explanation for the changes in Sister Lucy before and after 1960 was the existence of an imposter. We're going to continue more with this tomorrow, picking up with objections and responses, but please feel free to check out sisterlucytruth.org. Some shocking information and some amazing findings there. A lot of people who would even consider themselves Fatimas, believers in the apparition of uh, apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, and believers in the importance of the consecration of Russia by the Pope and all the bishops of the world, and the importance of the five first Saturdays devotions. Even a lot of those folks think it's ludicrous to believe that there was an imposter sister Lucy. But I think this website provides clear and convincing truth that there was. Let us take a look at the final day of prayers for the octave of unity, the octave of Christian unity. The January 25th intention is the missionary extension of Christ's kingdom throughout the world. And our prayer is that they all may be one as thou, Father, in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I say to thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, who didst say to thine apostles, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Look not upon my sins, but upon the faith of thy church, and vouchsafe unto her that peace and unity which is agreeable to thy will, who livest and reignest God forever and ever. Amen. The Octave of Christian Unity, Prayer for the Muslims. Let us pray. Let us pray for the diabolical Muslims, that Almighty God may remove evil from their hearts, inspiring them to give up forever their imposter prophet and their worship of the devil, and be finally converted to the one true God and his only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. O Jesus, true God and true man, 
Redeemer of the whole world, we beseech thee through the Immaculate Heart of Mary to turn thine eyes of mercy on those peoples who for so many centuries have been enslaved beneath the cruel yoke of Islam. Grant that they may no more scorn thy most holy name, nor insolently persecute and enslave the Christian nations. With one ray of thy light disperse the darkness in which they dwell, that renouncing the evil teachings of Muhammad, they may be brought to the baptism of regeneration, that in the confession of the one true faith, they may adore and glorify thee, the eternal word, made man for our salvation, together with the Father and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us pray. Prayer to Mary, help of Christians. Virgin most powerful, loving helper of the Christian people, how great thanks do we not owe thee for the assistance thou didst give our fathers, who when they were threatened by the Turkish infidels, invoked thy maternal help by the devout recitation of thy rosary. From heaven thou didst see their deadly peril, Thou didst hear their voices imploring thy compassion and their humble prayers enjoined by the great Pope, St. Pius V, were accepted unto thee, and thou camest quickly to deliver them. Grant, dear mother, that in like manner the prolonged sighs of the Holy Bride of Christ in these our days may come to thy throne and engage thy pity. Do thou, moved anew to compassion for her, rise once again to deliver her from the many foes who encompass her on every side. Rise then, O Mary, incline thyself to hear the prayers of the whole Catholic world and beat flat to the ground the pride of those wretched men who in their insolence blaspheme Almighty God and would destroy his church, against which, according to the infallible words of Christ, the gates of hell shall never prevail. Let it be seen once more that when thou dost arise to protect the church, her victory is sure. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostri, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostri, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostri. Amen. I would like at this time to mention helping autism through learning and outreach. On the web, it's located at halo-soma.org. And also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, I interview my sister and my wonderful niece about RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. And just as Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough for the blind and sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf, so RPM has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers. So we want to get the word out there to as many people as possible. Please check out the website once again, halo-soma.org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, because communication is a human right. Let us pray for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, 
and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys to honor the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum, amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, or pronobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, or pronobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, or pronobis. In nomine Patris et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 421 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. You can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. Most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for the conversion of our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.